Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm, sperm cast. Hey, everybody, how are you? I've got zero news for you today. I'm so sorry, but the doctor has not gotten back to me with, or let's say the genetics lab has not gotten back to my doctor with the results from my rebiopsied mosaics. So, Nothing new to tell you, except that I did make an appointment with my old fertility clinic to have a consultation about what to do with my frozen eggs. The bad news about that is that they can't see me until November fucking 5th. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be cursing at this point. Look, I'm doing well. I'm in a good mood. I just went to yoga. I saw two movies this weekend. I don't have any stomach aches. So, like, overall, I'm feeling okay. And the good thing is, I have a new friend. Her name is Anastasia Narinsky. She's an actor and a comedian. I met her about a week and a half ago, and she's just so wonderful, and she has been through something crazy, and she's going to tell us all about it. Uh, Hi. Hi. We were just talking about so many things. All the things. And I said, save it for the podcast, but I I don't remember what any of those things were. No, no, me neither. Oh, well, the one thing I was going to ask you was, did you do your theme zone? Yes. It's so good. We were talking about catchy podcast theme songs a week ago. Who was? Me and you? Yes. And I didn't say my own? No. <laughs> but it'd be weird if you did. If you were like, my my theme song is very catchy. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. I took your headshots last week. Yeah. Until then, we'd never met. It's our one week anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Exactly one week. Exactly one week. Wow. I know. And I feel like it's like we just met. Ugh, same. <laughs> Today. And you get more beautiful by the day. Ooh. <laughs> Except for today. It's been a funny day. Brief catch up. Ran out of gas. Yep. On my way to my facial appointment. Mm-hmm. So I had to cancel the facial appointment. Right. And then I went to Home Depot to get crafts mm-hmm. for my crafting. And then I, uh, my coffee, my venti sized iced latte was in my purse mm-hmm. because I was too lazy to get a shopping cart and it fell right out of my purse, like um, open side down. Oh, yeah. And it was one of those things where when it fell on the ground, it obviously spilled everywhere, but it also landed like upright with coffee still in it. Uh, so like when you lifted the cup up, more coffee was going to pour uh, out. And so many you're people lucky were there. It didn't turn over in your purse, though. That would have been worse, you're right. right? You're right. So and honestly, side. look. All these things, like, it's all because I was, like, being, I was, like, ah, man, I, sh- I was, like, trying to save time, and then yes. in the long run, <sighs> That's the story of my goddamn life. For real. I try and take shortcuts, and it always fucks me up. This is why my mom tells me not to carry too many things at one time, but, like, take multiple trips, but yeah. I 
don't ever take same, multiple trips. Same, same, same. From the car to the house. Not ever. Yeah. yeah. One trip. <laughs> Your arms are 100% full. Oh, all, it's a sleeve of shopping bags. <laughs> you have like, you get these dents in your oh, arms for days, days. Because you're carrying heavy shit. Bruised. <laughs> Bruised. <laughs> you have a bag tied around your neck. I, I, I've i learned how to just hula hoop shopping bags. Yeah. And then you drop your glass water bottle. That's what happens oh. to me. <laughs> anyway, I took your headshots. You did. And they, they were so good. Them. I loved them. Good. Yeah. And you were so easy to take pictures of. Oof. One, because you're beautiful. Two, because you're comfortable in front of the camera. But I give myself well, credit you. for yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's you because you, because I've taken headshots with people where they're just like, okay, now you're on Gossip Girl. Give us a smile. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't like this. <laughs> well, I made you talk about way more personal things. And that's Mostly actually. my vagina. And that's why we're here today, yes, actually. Are. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, my gosh. And luckily, I have a terrible memory, as I was saying. And so. So this is all going to come as a big surprise. Yeah, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember why I asked you to come yeah. here. Yeah. Like, do you remember my name? No. <laughs> Anastasia Narinsky. Wow. Or is it Anastasia? Both are right. Which and do you say? And both are wrong. <laughs> I say Anastasia, but when I was younger, I said Anastasia. And but you were born in Russia? Yeah. Whoa, look at my memory. I know. <laughs> and in Russian, it's Nastya. Nastya. Or Anastasia. Nastya for short. Nastya. 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 Like come. Nastya Lukin, the gymnast? No. Okay. <laughs> Her name's Anastasia. Well, it's Nastya. How do you say, come here? Idishida. Nastya, Idishida. That's pretty good. Nastya. Nastya, Idishida. 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 So creepy. Yes. Come here. Come here. Idishida. Anyway, so you speak uh, Russian? I do. And English. Mm-hmm. English is what I'm doing now. I also taught myself Italian last summer. Wow. Not fully, like... Piacere di conoscerte. Okay, I like the night. I think it means pleasure to meet you. Ah, uh, sure. Oh, yeah, right. Piacere, yeah. Piacere. Piacere di conoscerte. I learned that from a podcast. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, podcasts. <laughs> okay, All back right. to your vagina. Okay, so it's paralyzed. <laughs> It's the craziest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. It's a very crazy I've story. never, I never, I never knew that this could happen. And but neither I guess, did I. I mean, I guess, anyway, tell us what's going on with your vagina. Well. And how it started. It's, it's my back, but it, it has affected my vagina. Okay. So it's called cauda equina syndrome. What? Cauda equina syndrome. Cauda. 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 C-A-U-D-A. C-A-U-D-A. Uh-huh. Equina. Like a horse. Yes. Because at the base of your spine, there is a cluster of nerves called the cauda equina. It looks like a horse's tail. What do horse's tails look like without like, all that hair on it? Well, it's with the hair. It looks, it's like a <gasps> nerves that are like, oh, like this. Mm-hmm. And those are the nerves that give you all your mobility and feeling to your bladder and your legs and your genitals. Your jennies. My, my gen gens. My <laughs> coot coot. So, okay. Okay. What happens is... When people have herniated discs, yeah. which is super common, the disc herniates, slips out mm-hmm. to the right or to the left of your like spine, mm-hmm. which is why people have sciatic pain on the right or the left side of their leg. Right. Mine went right into the middle, so it cut off that nerve. Oh. It happened. So it's just a bunch of just a collection of bad luck. Yeah. 
because it went right to the middle and it happened right at the, in my lower most um, disc, the L5S1. It's like right there by the tailbone. And yeah. so it slipped out and that's where all those nerves are. And so it cut off those nerves. Here's the definition from the American Association of Neurological Surgeons. And it's basically exactly what Anastasia just said. Cauda equina syndrome occurs when the nerve roots of the cauda equina are compressed and disrupt motor and sensory function to the lower extremities and bladder. Patients with this syndrome are often admitted to the hospital as a medical emergency. CES can lead to incontinence and even permanent paralysis. The collection of nerves at the end of the spinal cord is known as the cauda equina due to its resemblance to a horse's tail. But how did it happen? I was just walking. Get out of fucking here. Okay. So I had just done an improv show. Well, I was at this like fundraising party for my friends and we performed there. But like for a month before this, my sciatic pain on my right side was like really bad. Oh. So I was like trying to stretch and I was doing all this stuff. And then... I was just walking to the car with my then boyfriend and now husband. Now husband. <laughs> and right, we didn't break up. Right. We not just got more serious. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, oh, fuck, my back, like, ow, ow, it really hurts. And I've had a bad back since high school. And so I like got in the car and I had to recline it. I couldn't sit upright. Yeah. Because it hurt too bad. But I was a little drunk. So, uh-huh. you know, whatever. I went to bed. And I woke up in the morning and Harris and I were, were like, let's go get breakfast. And I was like, I think I need to go to a chiropractor. Like my back still really, really hurts. And I was like crying. Yeah. And I have a really high pain threshold. Yeah. So for me to cry over pain is like crazy. Oh. And I was like, ah, oh, this like really hurts. And I happened to have Biofreeze, uh-huh. which is just like that numbing cream um, from a friend of mine uh-huh. because I had pulled a muscle in my rib cage not long before that. <laughs> what were you doing there? A lot of CrossFit. Oh, girl. And, yeah. And <laughs> I I would like rub it on my back and my one butt cheek. Yeah. Like my lower back. So I go to the chiropractor. It doesn't help. We go to breakfast. I couldn't sit in the chair longer than like two seconds. It just hurt too bad. I kept having to stand up. And then I like went home and I was just, I was like relaxing. This is on a Monday. I babysit that night. I I come home. I was like, I like really, I, I went to the gym and I did one air squat to warm up. No. And it hurt so bad that I was like weeping. And one of my friends who's a coach at the gym that I was working out at was like, I've never seen you so upset. Like, are you okay? I was like, I have to go home. I can't do this. And then the next morning I went to urgent care and they were like, oh, you just have really bad sciatica, Ugh. which is what happens, which is the problem with cauda equina, it gets really commonly misdiagnosed mm-hmm. because it's so rare. The incidence in the population is thought to be between 1 in 33,000 to 1 in 100,000. So this guy was like, you just have sciatic pain. Like, I can give you some painkillers. And normally I don't do painkillers. And I was like, yeah, load me up. Like, I need something. This hurts so bad. Oh. And I was just kept putting Biofreeze on it and taking painkillers. And so I didn't realize things started to go numb. So first I was like, oh, I haven't peed in like four hours. I should probably pee yet. That's weird. And because my bladder had gone numb. And then I forced myself to go to the bathroom. And then I noticed that my vagina was numb. <gasps> and I was like, I have like, I'm like, like <laughs> slapping myself. I'm like, I can't feel anything. Oh, and I no. thought I was overusing the Biofreeze. Right, right, right. So I was like reading the back of the bottle and it was like, don't use this and a heating pad, which is what I was doing. I was like, oh my God, I'm like seeping this into my like bloodstream. I got to stop using this. So I stopped using it altogether. And so my butt went numb, my vagina went numb, the backs of both my thighs. And then throughout the week, 
by Friday, my entire right leg was numb <gasps> and I was limping. But you know, you keep like, whenever stuff happens, you're like, well, it must be like this. It must, I was like, I, I maybe it's because I haven't really been active. I've just been in bed on painkillers. So I need to stretch or I need to like take a walk. So then Friday night, we go out to dinner for my brother's birthday. And one of the guys there was, was like, this sounds like nerve damage. You should really go see somebody. And I was like, all right, fine. So then the next day I went to the ER mm-hmm. and I had an MRI, which was awful, by the way. Why? Well, I'm claustrophobic. That, and you had to go all the way in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never had to go all the way in. Oh, it's the worst. You know what I have? <laughs> what? I'm not going to take the story away from you. But oh, no, that's fine. No. <laughs> I have two large masses in my liver that I just realized I never told my listeners about. What? They're benign. But, they, but they're just there? Yeah, they're about like a, like the size of an orange. Well, that's very big. Yes. Don't worry, you guys. They're not like navel oranges. They're like Valencia oranges, like six and a half and seven and a half centimeters or something. I don't know. It's been a while. There's also a tiny one that's like two centimeters. <laughs> Do you... You can't get rid of them unless... You can't? Like, you no, get surgery. They, I'd have to have like a big... I don't know. It's dangerous to, to, to get rid of them. Yeah. And having them there is fine. Yes. And the only thing is that if I get like, um, I think like if I get in a car accident or whatever, like the risk of internal bleeding is a little much. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, baby. Wow. But no. How no. did you find that out? Because I was having an ultrasound on my on my stomach because I have tummy tum. Tummy tum Tum-tums. problems. Tummy tummies. You know, I kind of forgot about those things, the masses. And I don't even know. Maybe I did tell you guys about them. But I'm just wondering if I if I need to get them checked out periodically. I think they told me that I should have an MRI every now and again to make sure they haven't grown. Fuck. Okay. That's something I guess I should do right now. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay, I called the gastroenterologist's office, and he's on vacation, but I left a message to see if I needed to do a follow-up MRI. And now would be a great time to do an MRI, because I'm not pregnant, and I won't be attempting pregnancy until... I mean, I've, I have no idea when. Also, they're called hemangiomas. A liver hemangioma is a benign lump in the liver. These lumps consist of blood vessels and are usually harmless. An estimated 1-5% to of adults in the United States have small liver hemangiomas that cause no symptoms and do not need treatment. Hemangiomas are usually less than 5 centimeters. Larger hemangiomas can cause pain or discomfort. Uh, Don't worry, everybody. I'm going to be fine. MRIs are the worst. But I didn't have to go all the way in, so that's all. I've had them done so many times now at this point. It's fine. Oh, yeah. But it was my first one. Yeah. And And you're already in a... So I'm claustrophobic, which is scary. But on top of that, well, they gave me a Valium because I was like, I'm not, I can't do this. Uh Uh-huh. But on top of that, my back hurt so bad and there's... Nothing would make it feel better. Yeah. Not laying down, yeah. not sitting, not standing. Like literally painkillers, which I'm not here to like advocate painkillers because by no means, do I think that's like, that's a means a band-aid. Right. It was the only way. And so I had to lay still, as you know, you can't move at all in an MRI or else mm-hmm. they have to like redo the images. Mm-hmm. And it hurt so bad to lay there. So the MRI, the whole time I just have like silent tears like running down my face. Oh my God. So I got an MRI and an x-ray and they were like, you have a couple herniated discs, but you're fine. We're just going to send you home. And at this point we had been at the ER for eight hours and I was like, okay, cool. My phone was dying. I had, I was texting my mom who lives in Cleveland mm-hmm. 
and my brother who lives here and a group of my friends. I was like, yeah, it looks like I'm fine. You know, whatever. And they're like, okay, we'll be right back with your like discharge paperwork. And then the guy comes back and he's like, hey, so we actually have a surgeon who wants to do do a couple tests on you. And I was like, all right. And so I go into this semi-private room and he was like, okay, so there's this injury called cauda equina syndrome. And at that point I had already looked up cauda equina <gasps> because I was looking up numb vagina back pain and it's like the first thing that comes up right. is like cauda equina syndrome and all it says is emergency spinal surgery oh my god so i was like okay well it's not that because that's like worst case scenario right so it's obviously not that so he's like there's this thing called cauda equina and it requires emergency surgery and we need to make sure you don't have it and i was like okay and he's like so what we're gonna do is i'm gonna have you go to the bathroom and pee as much as you can and then we're gonna put a catheter in and then we're gonna give you a rectal exam and i was like hold on what what just happened? I was like on my way out and now yeah. you want to like poke all of me. And I was like, all right, well, let's do this. What what what, what did they find out with a rectal exam? It well, I didn't feel it. It was complete it was completely numb. He was poking me with a needle. And I didn't know. And he was like, yeah, this isn't good. And then with the uh catheter, which I luckily like the the silver lining to me being numb is I didn't feel them putting it in at right. all. Right. So I go to the bathroom and the whole time everyone keeps going, you walked in here? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, have you like had any accidents like with your bladder? And I'm like, no, I just keep going to the bathroom every so often. Yeah. But I have to like force myself to pee. I, I can't just like relax. I have yeah. to push it out. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <sighs> so they put in a catheter and at first nothing happens. And then they like push on my bladder and the bag filled up to twice the amount your bladder's supposed to hold. Aww. And I just didn't know I like wasn't peeing it all out. Aww. And they're like, okay, so this is bad. And the guy who tested me was a resident. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I need to keep you here overnight. And our like surgeon will be here in the morning and he needs to see this. So I need to keep you here until we know for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you have it, you have to have surgery. What happens in the surgery? They go in and they move like all your muscles and everything. And then they take out all the stuff that's um, putting pressure on the nerves. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's a microdiscectomy. Okay. Is what it was called. Um, uh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> they use a microscope. So my scar is really small. It's like oh. one inch long on my spine. Wow. Really small. And it used to be huge. Um, like when they used to do that. Oh, I'm like, your scar used no, to no, be no. huge. <laughs> My back shrank. <laughs> but they, yeah. And I forced Harris, my then boyfriend, to go home because he had to work the next day. I was like, mm-hmm. you got to go. Yeah. Oh, and I texted my mom. I was like, I can't translate cauda equina into Russian for you. So I need you to just Google it. Yeah. And then my phone died. So <gasps> all my mom knew was I might have this thing. And here, Google it. And if you Google it, it's like, all the terrible stuff. Oh, no. And I'm texting like my brother and my friends. And I was like, I might have this thing. I don't know what's going on. My phone died. I have no phone charger. Harris leaves. Wow. I hadn't eaten since 2 p.m. At this point, it's 3 a.m. Oh, no. And then they were like, when's the last time you ate? And I was like, I don't know, like two. And they're like, good, because you might have to have surgery and you're not allowed to eat for like 14 hours. Yeah. And then uh, they gave me a room and they woke me up at like 7 a.m. And they're like, Okay, we're going into surgery right now. You do have it. We've moved all the surgeries for the day. You have to be the first one because it's like an emergency case. And I was like, okay, can I bring my phone with me? Like, I got to call my mom. Yeah. 
And so they're like wheeling me down and I'm like calling. Did he get it charged? One of the nurses gave oh, me a phone oh, charger good. over the night. And then I watched the Lego Batman movie in my room. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and then you had this surgery. And then I had surgery and it took four hours. And I had never had anesthesia before. It's crazy. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, like count back. I'm like, this isn't going to put me. And I'm just like pass asleep. It was crazy. And then they wake me up four hours later and I'm like getting wheeled out and I'm super groggy. My throat hurts because of the tube, the breathing right, tube. Right. And the, the one doctor is like, look at how big it is. I took a picture. This is what we took out of you. And I was like, okay, can I have a photo of that? <laughs> I have a picture of it on my phone. Hey. Yeah, it's really, really big. What is it? It's just a chunk it's of disc? It's just a chunk of disc. It's gooey. Oh, my God. So basically, they go in, and then they pull it out. I want you to show out. me this picture later. I'm going to. And okay. Then, so then I was in bed for like 24 hours, and then they came in and taught me how to walk. Mm-hmm. And I... Okay, so I also need to say, I'm like crazy lucky. All of that to say, like, that yeah. all sucks. It's all really bad luck. But I joined one of those like Facebook groups mm-hmm. for people who have it, and the people on there, I mean, most of them need a wheelchair if they're going to be walking more than five minutes they all walk with a limp not Mm. all of them but like they have to self-catheterize to go to the bathroom they're in constant pain Mm -mm. they are on so many pills and it's because they got misdiagnosed for like a month like mine was only for a week and there's people on there who like six months later they get diagnosed and then they finally get their surgery. But at that point, the nerves have been compressed for months. Yeah. And the longer it's compressed, the more like dead they get. And now there's nothing that they can do. Once they're dead. Once they're that dead. That dead. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so that brings bad. us to your nerves and right. And the prognosis for your puss so <laughs> no, basically it's not all about your puss I it is to... it's my paralyzed my paralyzed pussy <laughs> yeah so basically my feelings started coming back in my foot mm-hmm. only half of my foot is back mm-hmm. so right now what's numb so this was november 2017 mm-hmm. this is two years ago almost and right now my saddle area is still numb so which is everything that touches a saddle mm-hmm. it's called saddle anesthesia Oh, my vagina, my butt, the backs of both my thighs, mm-hmm. and then the top calf of my right leg, and then half of my right foot Got are it. numb. Got it. And my bladder. And your bladder. Mm-hmm. And they told you that that stuff wasn't ever going to come back. Well, they said, "Look, we're really hopeful. You're very young. You're in very good shape. The fact that you walked in here is insane. Mm-hmm. Not like really in shape, but like." you know, you're a healthy person. Right. And I don't smoke, which is I used to. And like, thank God I don't because it's like one of the main things with like back shit. Like it completely like blocks your nerves smoking. Wow. Yeah. Like I've read people on the on the forum that are like, I quit smoking finally and my nerves started coming back. Wow. Yeah. 
So, yeah, and they're just like, you know, we don't know, we don't know. And they just kept saying, we don't know. Okay. And so for the first, you know, I wasn't allowed to do anything right. for a long time. I was allowed to recline in a recliner that my brother brought me. And, like, I went on short walks with a giant back brace. Oh, my gosh. So the doctors were like, you're allowed to go on little walks throughout the day. Yeah. Like four walks a day. Every day go a little further. And I did. I was, like, walking a mile after a week. Because I didn't have anything to do. And then I stopped taking painkillers. But you've been doing some things in hopes of getting some of that. So I, I went and saw a um, neurologist. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, it's not coming back. And then I cried in her office. Mm-hmm. And I've been taking mushroom powders. Mm-hmm. There's like all these studies about um, these different combinations of mushrooms and how it can help nerve damage and like cognitive function. Okay. So there's like lion's mane chaga and... Uh, lines me check cordyceps and then reishi mushroom. So I bought all these like powders and I like drink them okay. and I take like grapeseed extract. I mean, I try to do literally everything. Right. And then I started seeing a friend of mine, Stephanie. She runs a clinic called Novus. They do a lot. They do a lot of stuff with like erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And then they do these like O shots for women. O shots? Mm-hmm. So it's like the same idea for a woman as like the erectile dysfunction treatment. Okay. So, I like where this is mm-hmm. going. And it like enhances your orgasm. Okay. Can anyone go there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do they do a lot of like I started seeing her because I had hormone issues. I had like uh, autoimmune problems mm-hmm. a long time ago. And I started seeing her for that. And she like straight up cured me mm. because she talked to me like a grown up and not like a patient, you know. Mm-hmm. So she gave me. PRP. Okay. Which is platelet-rich plasma. Oh. So they took my blood, yeah. separated my plasma, and then injected it right into my clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of times. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. But I didn't feel it. You're right. And then they did these treatments once a week where they basically, like, shocked me with an electric dildo. hmm <laughs> Right up in there. Right up in there. To try to, like traumatize the area so that the prp the, the plasma would have somewhere ah, to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they prescribed me just like a lot of masturbation really and not just them like basically everybody on the forum is like because you know i was i got engaged a month after my injury <gasps> that's amazing yeah he wanted to do it like right before and then everything <laughs> got all messed up and his mom was like you can't do that to her like she can't function right now (laughs) so i got engaged a month later and like literally haven't felt sex (laughs) since i've been engaged or married (gasps) oh good lord which is nuts it's so nuts and then we would like try but i would cry But hold on oh okay because i'd get too sad yeah wait what were you gonna ask well i was just gonna ask about masturbation like how do you if you don't feel it how do you know or you don't have to have an orgasm well but i do so it's Shit. very weird. I can feel vibrations in my bones, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, So that yeah. I can't like feel anything if you like put something in there. Like mm-hmm. I've had a pap smear and she's like, you don't feel this? And I'm like, no. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I do. But I do feel something and it feels good. Oh. Yeah. You feel something. Well, so I forced myself to do it a lot. Okay, good. Which I know everyone's like, Oh, yeah, you, like, had to masturbate. But I'm like, yeah, it makes me sad. Like, I can't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of times I would just get frustrated. So I 
my friends were like, you need to treat this like homework. Yeah. You need to masturbate like all the time, like mm-hmm. every day if you can. And you need to like kickstart your nerves. Because mm-hmm. basically it's like the same idea as like massaging an area that's like numb or or like has a bruise. Like you have to like stimulate plus blood like as a heal all, you know, your blood like heals you. So stimulating any area. Mm-hmm. And then everybody on the forum was like, you just need to keep having sex in all different ways. And you need to figure out like what works. I was like, okay. When we were shooting, I asked if you've, oh, if your body knows and kind of self lubricates. It does. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's wild. And like, you know, we'll like be fooling around. I'm like, you know, we don't need to like do four plays. This doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> but we can if you want. But yeah, it like does something. I don't, I, it's very bizarre. Well, foreplay is good for the brain. Sure. For the ego. Yeah. A little or whatever. But see, I associate sex now with not being able to feel it. And so I get so sad. Yeah. I'm better about it now. Yeah. But I used to, I mean, every time we'd have sex, I would cry. And so I'm like, we need to stop doing this because this can't be fun for you. Yeah. But so I've gotten PRP done twice. Mm Mm-hmm. At eight weeks is like where it's usually like at its highest working wise. Oh, okay. Okay. And so she did it eight weeks before my wedding. Uh-huh. And then she did it again right before the wedding, which was a month ago. Got it. So now if you touch my clitoris, it feels like it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like it's burning, which is a very good thing. I was going to ask if I could touch your clitoris, but I don't want to. I mean, because you said if you touch my clitoris. For me, it feels that way. Right, right, right. But like for me, where it used to be nothing, now it feels like it's like burning. Yeah. Which is my nerves starting to kick back in. So So, this is a... It's a very promising thing. It's promising. This is promising. Yeah. And so next I want to try acupuncture. Right. And I was supposed to send you my ladies. Yes. Um, and stuff, I forgot. And I, for, anyway. I forgot. Yeah, we all I'll forgot. do it though. Yeah, we'll see. Should I do it right now? Sure. Let me do it right now. Okay. I want to try acupuncture. And then also there's this like new science with stem cells called exosomes. Okay. And my roommate can explain it way better than I can because he works at the doctor's office that I go to. It's just supposed to be like really good. So I'm going to try that next. Well, I'm going to look it up. Exosomes. Exosomes. E-X-O-S. I'm not going to look it up right now. Well, I don't know why you're yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Exosomes are extracellular vesicles or small structures within a cell released by stem cells in response to injuries. Exosomes allow for cell-to-cell communication. They transport molecules that are important regulators of intracellular information between cells near and far. They carry information from place to place with different functions and purposes, telling cells how and when to react. Okay, so I kind of get that, but how do they use exosomes? Well, I couldn't figure it out, so I asked Anastasia to ask her roommate. So an exosome is a protein within a stem cell, and so in order to harvest it, you essentially like destroy the the stem cell and are left with like the protein. The way that it's been explained to me is that a stem cell is like a high-rise office building in like downtown and an exosome is like the office workers in that building the stem cell is producing the work but the office workers are actually like doing the job and so what happens essentially is that when you apply the exosomes 
A, you're getting a much larger dosage. And because it's just a protein, essentially, you're, there's no RNA. And so what happens with a lot of stem cells, they're great. Like, they're not a bad science. They're just, like, outdated because your body ultimately can only heal one way. And that's to send all the healing factors to an injured area. Mm -hmm. And it sends blood mostly. And stem cells and regenerative and white blood cells and all of those things. So it's like a really simple machine. And what it will end up doing is it will circulate the stem cells. And most of the time, especially if you do like an IV or an injection, they will get stuck. The stem cells will get stuck in your liver or in your lungs Mm -hmm. with exosomes because they're so tiny it doesn't matter they will go to those places but they will continue circulating because they're so tiny but there's like all of these sort of like untested because it's such a new science so they're like working with the fda to like see what's approved but like in other countries there's like these instances where they're just like i don't know let's just throw some exosomes at it and like see what happens and it basically is creating like miracles in essence and like there's no real like science that can explain it other than like it just tells a cell that it is no longer the age that it is interesting okay so it's like stem cell therapy but better but we're like not sure about it yet because it's not it doesn't have it hasn't had enough tests yet but like it's looking good okay i think i get it do you guys get it good okay thank you anastasia's roommate for the lesson so how's harris doing Harris is good. I mean, not that this is about him. No, but it is because my roommate always says this. He's like, you know, a lot of guys would have left. Right. He's like, you like really lucked out. I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah. Because he's so good. I mean, for a week after my surgery, he wouldn't leave the house. He he literally got had to help me out of bed, put on my underwear, Mm. stood outside the shower and then made my breakfast, brought me all my drinks because I needed a million of them. Mm hmm. And would just be there and then help me out of my chair to go back to the bathroom to like dump out my catheter bag. Right. Right. And it's... Well, it brought you closer. For sure. Yeah. One of my friends had said, um, you know, she's like, at least you know, like, you'll be fine because you've already had the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like, you've already seen each other at this like place. Yeah. But he's okay. I don't know. I've been saying to him for years, like, I just feel terrible that you can't like enjoy this. Right. Part of it. But he's so good. He's Or does he get any does he enjoy any Yeah. I mean he feels stuff. (laughs) You know what's really annoying (laughs) is so many people are like well, first of all, two things. One, a lot of people say like, Well now's the time to try anal. So people So you think (laughs) what I and my husband want is for me to not feel (laughs) that. Is like have sex where you don't feel anything. Right. Like how is that the silver lining? Yeah, here? yeah. And then the other thing is, um, they're like, "Well, you're not going to feel it like when you have kids." Well, I would because I have cramps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uterus. Yeah. You feel uterus stuff. Mm-hmm. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's the next question, though. So, do you guys want babies? We do. And what is the? What do you do? So I asked my doctors about that, like, can I have kids? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not supposed to do a lot. I'm not supposed to lift heavy things. I mean, you're literally just walking around with a heavy thing. Um, So I can have a kid. What 
Is that can or can't? Can, can, positive. It's can. I can have a child. (laughs) I think I have to have a planned C-section. Okay, okay, okay. Because I can't, I wouldn't even know where I was pushing from. Right. So when I pee, I poop almost every time. Oh. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I kind of poop all the time too. See? (laughs) It's great. I do know what I'm doing. And I have the pelvic floor of a woman who's already had kids. So, so I pee my pants when I jump around. Right. And I've been doing that too my whole life. And Maybe. you know what? We're fine. <laughs> I'm not comparing myself to you. Your, your pelvic floor is fucked. That's not fair. You can compare yourself. I, you know, I just keep thinking about this one review I got one time where this woman told me that I interrupted this somebody else <gasps> while she was talking about a serious thing with IVF and I interrupt to do something stupid. Every time I interrupt you, I keep thinking about that woman and... Well, she should maybe How- start her own podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> if she has so many opinions. But she's right. She's right. She's like, she, okay, she, but Molly needs to be a better interviewer is what she said. But that's not fair because podcasts in general are the reason that they're fun to listen to is because you're listening to a conversation, not an interview. Yeah. It's not an interview. It's a conversation. And when we all talk to each other, we are always interrupting each other. <laughs> that's true. It's true. That's human life. That's yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah. I hate her. Well. <laughs> I just got very protective. <laughs> Thank you. I need it. Yeah. Okay. So you can care. Wait. What did I interrupt? Oh, pelvic floors. Pelvic oh, my pelvic floor. floor is just a mess. Yeah. So we, we haven't talked about poop, though. So can you feel your... No. Feel, so you just have to make sure you're going to the bathroom at, diff- at certain times. All so the here's time. the thing is I actually can feel when I have to pee. Not fully, but when it's like, I really got to go, yeah. I know. Uh-huh. When I'm drinking, uh-huh. I can always tell because you always like go to the bathroom more. I don't understand that. Why no. that is. Maybe because you're like dehydrating yourself? I mean, alcohol is a, a diuretic, but... There you go. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, fuck it. I guess I'll look it up. Yeah, alcoholics are diuretic. Uh, It says, this happens, the internet says, this happens because alcohol suppresses release of arginine, vasopressin, or antidiuretic hormone, ADH, the hormone that allows your kidneys to return water to your bloodstream. The effect is additive, so drinking more alcohol increases the level of dehydration. How about that? We, we, me and my (laughs) uterus. um, (laughs) And when I really have to poop, it feels like I really have to pee. So the feeling I get, the way it translates to my brain is like a sharp pain in my bladder. Uh Like, you know, when you like really have to pee where you're like, I'm gonna pee my pants and this hurts? Yeah. That's what it feels like when I, if I like really have to poop. Okay. And that's, that's kind of it. And then I just have to push really hard all the time. So like, I always have hemorrhoids. (laughs) Oh, nice, nice. But like, I can't tell, I don't feel anything. You know what? Here's something I never told my listeners about hemorrhoids. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I did. One time last year, July last year, when I was having my panic attacks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. went to the bathroom and stood up and turned around, and the toilet was 100% full of blood. Like I had never had a period so heavy. It wasn't time for my period. It was just full of blood and I'd never seen so much blood and I gasped and I called my mom and I'm shaking and I'm like oh my god I'm dying I'm dying and she's just no calm down calm down I sent her a picture of my shit and my and my blood I I think I put a glove on and put the shit in a bag uh-huh. and brought it with me to the um ur- urgent care where I went I thought you were gonna say to the airport <laughs> <laughs> I went to there I flew home yeah. <laughs> I needed my mom <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I just want you to know that I did not put it in a bag and bring it to urgent care with me. Also, sorry I keep using the word shit. That's so not me. Okay, so I got to urgent care and the doctor came in and I think I I was in a gown. Yeah, I was in a gown. (laughs) (laughs) Like a floor And he said, okay, well, um, get on the table. And instead of lying on the table like a normal person... (laughs) I bent over like I wanted to get rammed. <laughs> oh, my God. And the nurse goes, oh, no, honey, you can just get on the table, like lie down. And I was so embarrassed. But I guess that happened. It must happen. To do you all. do stand up? Because you should do that story. <laughs> but I looked like, I don't know. It was so funny. And then he just like gently touched the outside of my you know what poop hole yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh yeah you have two internal hemorrhoids what is that even and then why so much blood and he just said like they don't hurt you don't feel them they're not on the outside so you don't even know they're there and since you don't have nerves inside your rectum huh i I guess i didn't know that uh maybe just like on the outside Uh you also don't have nerves in your vagina inside okay i don't think Ay, ay, ay. There's a lot of work to do on this episode. I gotta do some research. As far as I could tell from my extensive three minutes of research, okay, I did more than three minutes, but it was hard to wade through all of this stuff because every time I looked up rectum or vagina, it it kept talking about sex and orgasms and uh, I'm just trying to figure out the science, y'all. Anyway, as far as I could tell, the rectum deeper in there does not have a lot of nerve endings. The nerve endings are all towards the bottom of the rectum, which is the anus on the inside and the outside. And then the vagina does also not have a lot of nerve endings and neither does the cervix. It's the clitoris that has about 8,000 nerve endings. And the clitoris doesn't just, isn't just that little thing on the outside. It extends inside the vagina as well, which is why there's sensation inside the vagina. Like I said, this one was a little bit hard to research. So take this information with a grain of salt. And that's why it was bright red. Right. If the blood was darker, that would mean I have like blood coming from inside my intestines and or I don't know what. But because it's so immediate. Yes, it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God. Anyway, my mom wouldn't let me talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> and yet here we are. And I really wanted to, everybody. I wanted to tell you all so bad because it was so fucking funny. I can't. You bent over the table. Oh, my God. That's the funniest thing <laughs> I can imagine. Um, you've never had a bloody hemorrhoid situation before? Oh, all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. So that story is... At this is, point. Yeah. Okay. But, I, but I'm but i such a mess from the right, waist down right. that like I just never go to the doctor. Oh. Yeah. But you've had a bloody toilet? Yeah. Okay. Not that bad, but okay. yeah. Because I feel like nobody, I didn't know that that could happen. And I didn't know. And then I told a bunch of, you know, random people. And like one Just out of. Just random people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like wow. one in three people would be like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me. And I'm like, what? Why didn't I know this? And well, that's because no one talks about it. Yes. That's why I wanted to talk about that's it That's why last you year. need podcasts. That's why we have podcasts. Yeah. So people can feel better about their buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. So bathroom's hard. Bathroom is hard. It's better. I mean, I was also, I was so depressed for so long afterwards. Yes. Because I just kept being like. Yeah, I didn't ask you about that. How did you, I mean, because you seem so great and open to I'm talking much about better it now. now. I mean, I was bad. Yeah. Up until January of mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And then I read a book. 
that like made me feel better. Was it about this or just a no, random book like a Harry um, Potter? You are a badass by Jensen Sarah. Oh, basically, like I was so mad because I was very. I've always had like issues with my body, you know, and and mm-hmm. like whatever. And then I found CrossFit and I started doing this thing that I really loved and I was good at. Right. And I did it five days a week. My brother, who's like a crazy fitness person, who's also an actor, but like he's very fit. He would write my workouts for me and uh-huh. I would like do them and it kept getting better. And I did competitions and <gasps> like, and I just loved it. And I was feeling very happy physically. And then I got hurt and it all stopped. Ugh. And like... I couldn't do this thing anymore that I loved for so many reasons. A, I loved it. I loved the community that I was a part of. And then I loved how I felt. And I was just like, couldn't do it anymore. I went back to it after four months after recovery. And I still do sometimes. I just have to modify like severely. Yeah. There's a lot of things I can't do anymore or that are difficult for me to do. But it sucks because I loved it and I loved all of it. And the things I really loved, which is like the lifting portion, I can't, I, that I can't do anymore. Right. So I was so sad. And she talks about in her book, um, and you are a badass. She's like, you know, like things happen and you just have to figure out like a reason to be grateful. And sometimes that can take like years. Yeah. And so I, after I read her book, I was like, okay, like I'm in charge of my life. I'm in charge of my own happiness. And I'm doing this thing. I'm just like wallowing. And I need. I just need to like change my outlook. Yeah. And I guess I did. I mean, obviously I get really sad still. Like sex is weird. We were on our honeymoon mm-hmm. like a month ago. And then like, you know, the one time we like went to have sex. And I was like, I don't. F- this sucks. This <laughs> sucks. And I was just so sad. And it kind of like shuts me down for like a day. Every time you have sex? No. Sometimes I'm very like positive. I'm like, okay, I felt something. Like, that's fun. (laughs) And sometimes I just like don't really feel anything. I'm like, this is stupid. And like I told him, I was like, I can fake it if you want. And he's like, no, you don't have to do that. Mm. So then it's just awkward. Like, it's not fun. And I miss the like fun parts of sex. Luckily, I'm in a relationship where sex isn't like there's so many aspects of our relationship that are the best parts of our relationship. And it's not the sex. Like we just have so much fun together when we're together, but you know, I'm still an animal. Like I'm still a person who wants that thing. Yeah. And that physical connection that like really isn't happening. It's been much better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you seem, you seem, I I don't know. You seem great. But I started like meditating and Uh I started like doing all these things that were, um, I was like, okay, I can choose like how I'm going to respond to this moment. And like, there's times where I'm like, I'm just going to be sad. And that's also totally okay. Yeah. I get to be sad. I went through a very traumatic experience and I know that and I don't need to explain myself to anybody, but also I don't get to be sad 24 seven. Like that's not fair to myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to figure out why, okay, like why did this happen? Like, what is the point? Because it just seems pointless. It seems so unfair. Like what an unfair thing. Yeah. So I recovered. Great. I can walk, I can run all these things that people who have this injury can't don't get to do. Yeah. But I can't like feel when I have sex. Like what a weird bullying from the universe is what I used to say. Right. I'm like, okay, well maybe like now I'm so much more focused on my career which I really wasn't as focused before because I got so into like fitness. So I'm like, okay, well maybe that's like the takeaway is. Yeah. You know, 
And not that like somebody was like, well, she's not focusing on her career enough. I'm going right. to damage her cooch. My but <laughs> but no. there are good things that come out of. Well, it's also changed the way I respond to everything. Mm-hmm. Like today, all these like things happened. Right. I ran out of gas. I dropped my coffee cup. And I think that whereas before I would take that and be like, well, I'm just having a terrible day today. Right. And I'm just mad. And like, wah, wah, wah. like I got cut off in traffic. Now I'm like, oh, man, I'm so stupid. I did these things and they're totally my fault. But like, whatever. Like, right. It's not the end of the world. Right. It puts a lot of stuff in perspective. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I feel like my attitude towards a lot of stuff has like significantly changed. Yeah. And because of it, it's like heightened my relationships with my friends and my family. Yeah. Because my family, my mom and I have like butted heads before. And then at a certain point, I was like, you know, like I need to change like the way I'm responding to this if that makes sense yeah which is nice and now you're just a delightful human being and i don't know how you were before but girl i mean ah, man such a bitch yeah see i'm glad i didn't know you before <laughs> oh. <laughs> at least last year like man what a downer oh i'm so sorry that's all right oh but thanks at oh, least oh, so you know much. what the worst is too yeah. right after it happened two things one so many people would be like oh my god i get it one time oh, no. I rolled my ankle and I couldn't work out for like four days and I was miserable. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh, that's the same. And then the other thing oh, I really hated is when they'd be like, so like, how's everything going? How's your back? I'm like, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. Like, have you gotten any feeling back? No, not yet. And this is like four months after my surgery. So I'm yeah. like still in a bad place. And they'd be like, you know what? I think if you just think positively. Oh my God. And I'm like, Okay. And I got to a point where I was like, if the next fucking person that tells me to think positively and how that will change everything, I get their point of view. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like, this is not what I need to hear. Yeah. Do you ever, does anyone ever tell you that? Oh, yeah. That's what they, they tell people that in, in the whole fertility world, like that's women that are trying to get pregnant. It's the last thing they want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Because what it implies is that like, what? So you think I'm thinking negatively? <laughs> like you think I'm being so negative? That I'm making myself. Right. Amanda, the other day, I was complaining, or not complaining, I was telling her how um, I feel like I've brought this all on myself because I'm doing this podcast. Or that digging into all of these subjects and all these possible things that could happen is causing me, is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And she's like, she's like, Molly, you're not that powerful. Yeah. And, and like, if that were true, then all of your positive thinking from before would have gotten you pregnant. You'd have a baby by now. Right. So, I yeah. mean, there's, it's good to be positive. Right. And there's positive energy out right. in, the, in the universe. That I do feel that. And um, I don't want to walk around feeling negative and grumpy, but... But you still get to be sad about stuff. Like, yeah. you still get to... I think there's just such a difference in, like... My perspective has certainly changed. I'm like, no, I'm going to like be positive about like my career and all this stuff. And I'm just going to like think Ariane was talking about this where she talked to that one friend who was like, nope, you, you know, like positive thinking and positive energy. And and now she's like working a lot more. She like mentioned oh, that on last yeah, week's yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff that I totally relate to. But also there's nothing wrong with seeing what the worst of something can be and like finding out as much information as you can in general and like having bad days and being upset. Yeah. That doesn't like make you a bad person and not like deserving of the Mm -hmm. things that you want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also Amanda's right. Like we're not that fucking powerful. (laughs) 
<laughs> like the universe doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not in control of what's happening right now. No. And I need But all the I'm steps a, you're taking are I the right like steps. I like to be in control. And oh, so, yeah, me too. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm now I'm worried about the time. I'm scared to look. What time do you need to leave? Now. Oh, three? Well, yes. it starts at three and it's <gasps> 2.55. And it, but it's around the a corner. The corner. Thank God. Well, let's I'm stop. going to Transcendental Meditation, everybody. <gasps> Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, is it cool? You can tell me about it later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. I really want to hear about it. <laughs> Sorry for the abrupt ending, everybody, but I looked down at my clock and noticed that it was almost three o'clock and I had to be at the Transcendental Meditation follow-up class. I don't think I ever told you guys about that either. Back in May, I started doing Transcendental med- Meditation and I do uh, 20 minutes twice a day, except I don't always do the second one. Actually, most of the time I just meditate in the morning and that's why I'm going to the follow-up class because I wanted to uh, re-inspire myself to start doing the after afternoon meditations again. I'm pretty much just going through the motions, but who knows how I would have dealt with this last fucking five months if I didn't have transcendental meditation going on. So I don't know. I'm not having panic attacks. Anyway, back to Anastasia to say goodbye. Bye everyone. Love this you. Wait, I mean, what? where can people find me quick? What is my Instagram? Anastasia's nonsense. Right. Yeah, that's I, it. I'm on it. Yeah, you are. I follow you. And I follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for talking about this. It's been so delightful. And I just, I love you. I think you're wonderful. Happy one week anniversary. I'm really bad at outros. Can you do it? Just like an outro? Yeah. Okay, bye. (laughs) I feel like there was more I had to say, but we just didn't have the time. But also, I didn't really have the words. I texted Anastasia and here's what I said. I wrote, I feel dumb that I didn't say anything, I don't know, smart to you the whole time. Like, I didn't wrap it up with some brilliant piece of wisdom, but I have no idea what to say. And also, do most people in wheelchairs with spinal cord injuries have no feeling in their genitals? Is all of the laughing hurtful to them? I feel like such a dummy. She wrote, I don't think the laughing is hurtful at all. I think that being able to laugh at it is the only thing. She also wrote this, I also forgot to say that I did the PRP twice, and the first time I didn't feel anything, but the second time I felt every single needle going into my clitoris and like whole vagina. It was awful. Like the worst pain ever, but also so good because it means my nerves are coming back. Well, I mean, that's amazing. And I'm so happy Anastasia was so open to talking about all of this because I've just never really thought about any of it before and there are so many things out there that can make people feel isolated and alone but when we talk openly about them we not only help ourselves we're helping others who are suffering silently. So go on, everybody. Go out there and talk about your genitals and your hemorrhoids. And you know what? October 15th is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day, a day of remembrance for all babies who have died too soon from early pregnancy loss through infant death. And um, I've experienced a miscarriage, and it's terrible. But if I'd thought that I was completely alone, it would have been much, much, much worse. Moral of the story, talking is good. Great. Podcasts are fun. All right, now I have to say a huge, huge thank you to my newest Patreon members. Wow, wow, wow. I must have really tugged at your heartstrings last week. I'm sorry about that. But also, thank you so much. We are now up to 204 patrons and $643 a month. This is a huge help. If you'd like to be a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and you'll have access to all kinds of behind-the-scenes updates. When anything important goes down in my life, my patrons are the first to know. Well, no, first I call 
called my mom, but then my patrons are the first to know. This week, hopefully today or tomorrow, I will be posting the results from my rebiopsy. And, I mean, who knows, y'all? Who knows? Hey, do you want to follow me on Instagram? Well, you should, because I'm going to post, um, I'm going to post a picture of me and Anastasia, and I'm going to post some of her headshots so that you guys can see how beautiful she is and how great a photographer I am. On Instagram, you can find me at Spermcast. You can also find me at Spermcast on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, you can also email me at Spermcast at gmail.com. You can text me at 323-741-1818. You can also leave me a voicemail at the same number, 323-741-1818. Oh my goodness, have you subscribed, rated, and reviewed on Apple Podcasts yet? I mean, if you haven't, just do it already. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be like well-written. You have an anonymous name. Just don't leave me a negative review because that's just mean. All right, I'm out of here. Love you guys so much. Next week, we'll be back with some spiritual fertility. I'll explain later. He could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.